This is Deadly Choices Radio, a show dedicated to discussing and educating all health matters and making deadly choices. Health from our mob to our mob, for all our mob. All the latest DC news and events. Good health for all our mob. This is Deadly Choices Radio. Hey Mob, Brooke Carson with you for Deadly Choices Radio. Before we kick it off with this jam-packed episode, I'd like to acknowledge our elders past and present. I'd like to acknowledge the country I'm broadcasting from today and the country you're listening from. So let's get into Deadly Choices Radio. I have Caroline Harvey, one of our lead clinicians, on to yarn with us today about Love Month and sexual health. I'm also joined by one of our Deadly Choices ambassadors, Tracy Thompson, and we're able to catch up ahead of the exciting NRL All-Stars game coming up this weekend. Plus, I have some great content from last weekend's Murray vs. Curry event. I got to interview some deadly young athletes, catch up with community, and yarn with our stakeholders. But before we put the spotlight on Love Month, let's head to a short break.
Jamie Dunn for Seats Are Us. Seats for trucks, tractors, buses, boats, mobile homes and earth-moving equipment. For a seat to suit your need, it's Seats Are Us. Visit seatsareus.com.au. At Seats Are Us Rockley, we can even replace your truck seat while you wait. And if you're interstate, we can get a seat to you virtually overnight. Seats Are Us have been doing this for over 36 years, and I think that speaks for itself. Seatsareus.com.au. Station sponsor. Watch out for them predators, because they'll trick or bully you into making a personal injury claim. They're called claim farmers. True, scammers who target our people who've suffered personal injury or abuse. They want to sell your claim and private information. Claim farming is now illegal in Queensland. Don't let your mob be a target. Report them. Visit qld.gov.au forward slash claim farming. Authorised by the Queensland Government, Brisbane. Station sponsor. Real life perspectives. From our mob to our mob. Alrighty. Could you please introduce yourself and your role of Deadly Choices? So my name's uh, Dr Caroline Harvey. Um, my role at IU is um, I'm a GP. I work as the senior GP in sexual and reproductive health. So I um, provide some clinical services and just provide some general um, support on uh, education and, and policy. Also been doing a bit of work with Moblink lately. Awesome. And... We, I guess we have you on the show this um, month and particularly to talk about Love Month. So for mob that don't know, could you just explain Love Month a little bit? Yeah, so Love Month is, um, I think, designed to tie in with uh, February the 14th, so Valentine's Day. But we often use it as a time to um, focus on a few issues around uh, good sexual health. Yeah, and on good sexual health, can you tell us a bit about like what that looks like? Yeah, so, I mean, sexual health is sometimes seen as just being about whether you have um, infections, STIs or not, and have you had a, a, a checkup. But um, I like to think of it about um, a bit more than that. It's about, you know, whether you're travelling uh, well, you're feeling well and healthy and strong in your in your choices, including in your, in your relationships, um, yeah, as well as those things like getting a checkup and and keeping safe. Yeah, definitely. I think um, what you touched on there is so important, and I'm referring back to the yarning tool that you um, provided me with, and it's got on here self awareness, inclusiveness, and equality, and it's things that I think are kind of left out when talking about sexual health and how important these things are to people as well as individuals to also acknowledge the other sides of sexual health. Can you yarn to us a bit about this tool that you sent me and explain yeah. it a little Yeah, so we designed this tool partly just to give um, staff across lots of our areas in the clinics, Deadly Choices Program, um, and everyone to have confidence that um, when mom want to have a yarn, that, that, that it's kind of a safe thing to to do to have a yarn about sexual health doesn't have to be about all the details but it's touching on all sorts of things like um, relationships um, making sure that there's uh, respect and equality in relationships uh, so inclusiveness that's really around making sure that that um, you know people who um, have different sexualities and things are included that aren't they aren't left out of those discussions 
things around relatedness and kinships and teaching and learning proper ways, particularly for young people as, they, as they're growing up, moving through those times of uh, perhaps learning and um, coming, becoming familiar with themselves and their relationships, um, making sure that they have people that they can, they can yarn to. So things like that are, you know, are important in the yarn as well as things like using condoms, having checkups, um, getting birth control if it's needed and that sort of things. Yeah, definitely. And I think in this yarning tool I'm reading here, it talks about how hard it can be to have these yarns or to be comfortable, I think, as well. Yeah. And can you kind of elaborate on where mob can turn to as well to have these kind of private yarns and to open up a little bit? Yeah. So certainly um, in the in the, the clinics, they, they can... Um, you know, have a yarn to the GP or the nurses or, or the health workers. Depends a little bit about, you know, what, what the yarn's about. Sometimes people feel like um, they they can't have that, that yarn because it, it is very personal. But sometimes when it's kind of talking about perhaps, uh, you know, the relationship side or the feeling side, that, that um, I often say that, that, you know, sexual health, it's, it's everyone's business and by that I don't certainly don't mean that people talk about the personal aspects of, uh, of their sex lives with with everyone but understanding that that um, that feeling feeling well feeling healthy in your relationships um, is something that you can you can yarn with uh, somebody that you can trust um, in a number of different ways for our allied health staff um, certainly in their work also, um, end up having yarns about these things as well. Yeah, definitely. And can you tell us a bit about why sexual health is so important for mob to be aware of? I think it kind of gets pushed to the side a fair bit. Can you tell us why it should be yeah. kind of brought to mind as well? Well, I always say that it's really important for your physical health, your mental health, and your spiritual health, uh, sexual health. So. Obviously, um, things like making sure that yeah, you know, you haven't got infections, that you're not passing them on, you know, are are important. Um, so yeah, because they can end up, you know, affecting your your health more broadly, or can end up, you know, affecting your fertility, things like that. But um, yeah, more broadly with our uh, our mental health and our well-being. Um, looking at our uh, relationships and and um, yeah, all the different parts that go into um, to love are important part of sexual health as well. Yeah, that's love so love important. making. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it it's a broad topic, and um, as you say, it gets pushed aside, and I think it gets pushed aside because people feel do feel a bit of shame or shyness about about uh, talking about it, but. Um, yeah, there are people who can, can help yarn through and if you need be, you can see the doctor, but sometimes you can just yarn it through with somebody else that you you trust to work out what, what you might need to do. Yeah, and that's so important, I think, just to find that right person that you can have that comfortable yarn with. Uh, but what yeah, and we, we think about it, we used to, you know, in days gone by, we, we learned these things from our family and our elders. We mightn't have said that much about it, but... but, but but we learn anyway, so I guess that's what I'm keen to to, to see that people can learn, yeah. learn and teach, even if you're not the doctor. Yeah. 
That's a good good way of putting it too. But what um, steps can MOB take to ensure they are making the right decisions around their sexual health? Yeah, look, I think like everything else, a really good starting point is your 715 health check because you're going through everything there. And I guess something else to be aware of that, you know, if you do have um, other health problems, they can affect your sexual health sort of going back the other way. So obviously um, sometimes things like heart problems, diabetes can actually be affecting the way that your body's uh, functioning. Uh, mental health concerns can certainly um, affect uh, affect your sexual health. So it's really getting that overall uh, sort of solid checkup of all, all aspects, um, as well as if, if uh, it's needed to have a screen for sexually transmitted infections, to have a yarn about birth control if that's needed, um, and really look at, at, at things from that holistic you know checkup kind of perspective yeah definitely and i just want to know what the common misconceptions are as well that you deal with around sexual health oh i guess sort of one of the ones in that we come up with a lot um is people sort of uh thinking that they're not at risk of 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 catching infections or not not at risk of um of accidentally falling pregnant, things like that, where um, getting getting the right information makes a difference. People sometimes think, oh, that they can look at somebody and see if they're if if they're safe or if they're likely to have um, a sexually transmitted infection. Whereas, really, um, you can't generally see from the outside. So, always um, look after yourself. Look after each other by by using condoms where you need to. Um, and get those regular checkups at least once a year. It's good to have a sexual health check, and that can be done as part of your seven one five. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge with us today, a part of Love Month. Um, do you just want to remind Mob how they can access your services? Um, yeah, generally through um, any of any of the um, clinics in in the uh, network. Um, that you, people can well any any. Uh, anywhere you can go for your 715, you can have um, a checkup. Some people occasionally prefer to go somewhere different, and there are, um, you know, sexual health clinics in some parts of the state as well. Um, and that's just good to bear in mind if, if for some reason, yeah, yeah, you want to go somewhere else. That's that is another option. But all our clinics can offer the 715, and and the and the sexual health check can just be an easy part of that. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you so much for your time on Deadly Choices Radio. Before you go, what is your deadly choice? <laughs> Lucky I'm prepared for this. Oh, thank this you. <laughs> yeah, you caught me on the hot before on this one. Yeah, no, my <laughs> deadly choice this month is um, despite the hot weather, I'm um, trying to get back into regular walking and even some runs. Awesome. That Hoping it's cooling like down, one. though. Yeah, <laughs> it is definitely um, a hot period. So it definitely is. the water intake is so important at the moment. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And Thanks, I'll catch Brooke. you next time. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.
Can you love me like I need you to? It's such a simple task at hand. But you can't cure a broken man or mend his gun hot hands. And I'm still the same kid you fell for when we were young. How come every song I sing you say has already been sung? And I feel like a nuisance in my own damn mind When I speak you say it's too much When I scream you say I've lost my mind So don't call in the morning Cause I'll already be gone Oklahoma in the summer times Where my country has belongs Love is patient Love is kind Should not make you lose your mind There's got to be more to this Than being pissed off All the time Should not make you lose your mind There's got to be more to this Than being pissed off All the time You fell out what's the time of the day Walking to hell Will it be okay? Eyes wash up Cause I'm afraid Thoughts invading my brain
You're listening to Triple A Murray Country. All solid. You can pick Ruby up around about four But make sure she's got a cardigan The red one I don't want to call and ignore On the first day of kindergarten But it doesn't matter what you say, it's what you do Even if you don't think she's watching you She can't take her eyes off you So don't tell me you love me The same way, the same, same way Don't tell me you're angry anymore Don't tell me you love me The same way, the same, same way And I won't tell you I'm angry anymore Well, I'm not angry anymore
someone you know wants to start at QUT this year, the Ujuru Unit has an admissions pathway program for Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander peoples that recognises life experience, skills, commitment, previous studies and your potential to succeed. Applications close 15th of February 2023. For more information on our pathways program, QUT scholarships and accommodation options, call me, Lani, on 3138 5992 or email information.uduru at qut.edu.au or search QUT Ujuru Unit on the web. Station sponsor. Your DC clinic. From the tip of the Torres Strait to the border of the Bundjalung people in Coolangatta. Hey, you mob, I'm back with our Deadly Choices ambassador, Tracy Thompson. Auntie, welcome back to Deadly Choices Radio. First, how's your New Year and Christmas? Um, yeah, it's been really good. Um, started off the year with a big bang. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really excited for what the year has in store for everybody. Yeah, it's awesome. And did you start the New Year with a New Year's resolution? I definitely um, have, and it's just to get real fit and healthy um, for the year to feel better mentally and physically. Yeah, nice. It's a good one. How Are you kind of keeping on track? We're nearly halfway through Feb. How's it going? I know. Hasn't it gone so fast already? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going really well. So, yeah, getting up early and, and you know, making sure I do my uh, 30 minutes of physical activity, sometimes even more, of course, um, to obviously kickstart my day um, so I'm ready to go. Yeah, awesome. Well, let's get into the big talk for this week. We've got NRL All-Stars coming up this weekend. And um, What do you think of the two teams? Uh, yeah, they they look very strong. So it's going to be um, a really, really competitive game. Uh, and that's what we want. Um, we don't want any game to, you know, be a big flogging. So, um, yeah, really excited to, um, you know, see both teams produce on the field. Yeah, definitely. I'm super keen for it. I think um, we have some two very talented teams and very young teams as well. I'm keen to see these young players kind of get their chance to have a bit of a show um, because I feel like All-Stars is when they get to kind of unleash a little bit. Sometimes, you know, during the season they get a bit outshadowed by the bigger names, but I feel like All-Stars, you know, these young players can really come through. Yeah, it gives an opportunity to sort of showcase um, their talent. So, um, yeah, really excited for these young ones to come through and, you know, be able to shine on the big stage. Yeah, definitely. And I asked Willie last week, but the game is over in New Zealand, which is pretty special for both teams. Um, you know, first to bring over a culture to New Zealand, but also mm. experience another culture. You know, what does that mean to the players? Oh, it means everything um, to the players. You know, they're, they're representing their culture. But most importantly, they're representing their family. So to be able to, you know, be chosen in the team and then go out there um, together as, you know, family with your brotherhood, with your sisterhood, it, it, it's process. You, you, you cannot... Um, I guess you, you don't know what it's like until you experience it. So, 
yeah, they're all proud as punch to be able to run out there for their culture. But yeah, like I said, most importantly, their family and, and who they are as well. Yeah, it's an amazing experience for everyone and fans too, I think. to I was talking to, I think it was Willie last week as well. We were just talking about the huckers beforehand and the war <laughs> dancers. Like they just give you chills. It's just great yeah. to watch. To be honest, that's that's probably all I, I like to tune in to watch is that it just, you're yeah. glued to the TV um, and it, it's just so uh, motivating and watching the, the players' face because you can see, you know, how much it means to them and their passion shines through in their faces. So, yeah, that I can't wait to watch that. Yeah, definitely. Probably the highlight, I think, for both of us, it sounds like. Um, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I love just tuning in for that. I will always record it just for that first kind of bit of the game. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, um, it's the best part of it. Yeah, and can you tell us a bit about your own experience playing in the All-Stars and what that meant to you? Very long time ago, you're making me think. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, hey, that's fine. Um, yeah, so back in, uh, I think it was 2011, um, selected in the the first women's Indigenous All-Stars team. Um, we played at, um, trying to think, yeah, Robina there. Um, and it was an amazing experience. We had a whole heap of girls um, all over Australia try out for it. And then, um, obviously, we had to reduce the numbers and they got selected to play um, in the team. And we were away for a week in camp down the Gold Coast. And it was probably one of the best teams and um, cultural experience uh, that I've ever ever had, and and I was very fortunate enough and and honoured to be able to be named captain and and run those girls out um, in the first ever um, Indigenous All Stars team. So yeah, one that I hold very close to my heart and am extremely proud of. Yeah, and I think that is so special and such an incredible experience for you and to have you on board with Deadly Choices to share these experiences with us. And we had a full circle moment, I think, last week with Willie, and he told me about that game in 2011 and yep. um, really realised that I was nine years old and I went to that <laughs> game and I was watching in the stands, which is pretty cool. Were you making us look old? <laughs> <laughs> It was just funny to talk to yeah. Willie about. I just put it together. I was like, oh, I was at that game. My um, older brother played in the curtain raiser too. So yeah, it's pretty and, and cool. That's, to, yeah. yeah, that's a good part of it as well is that these younger ones like your brother, you know, can play curtain raisers before these games. So it's an experience that, you know, these young fellas and, and obviously young girls um, can take away, um, you know, for the rest of their lives. Yeah, definitely. And on that with the opportunities for these young fellas back to the Murray Curry event like what a great opportunity that was for them and I believe the Indigenous team was actually picked from the Curry and Murray teams that played yeah so obviously you know that's that's the the pinnacle of it um this is where all the the untapped talent is and you know especially putting a whole bunch of Murray and Curry <laughs> players on the field. It's grassroots footy and, and that's what we love to see um, play that, yeah, backyard footy. Uh, there's no structure. Uh, obviously, there is structure in the way some of them play, but sometimes, you know, you just play what's in front of you and, and that's what we want to see, all the stepping, the goose stepping and, and just yeah. all the different styles of play that, you know, our, our mob can produce. Yeah, definitely. And so on to the NRL season, which isn't too far away, who are you most excited for in 
<sighs> I guess I'm really um, excited to see what dolphins um, can show and, and offer. It's always good to have another Queensland team on board and a bit of healthy competition around. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see what, you know, those guys can can produce on the field. Yeah, definitely. I think they'll bring a whole new element to the game as well. And um, that's my next question really is the Dolphins have created this whole new excitement. You know, what do you think they will bring to the game and how well do you see them going? Well, to me, they're going to be unpredictable. You've got, you know, the master coach Bennett there at the top. So, you know, he's got such a way with inspiring and motivating, um, you know, a football team. So they could be, to me, underdogs for the season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's the biggest thing is they are being kind of underestimated at the moment and they've got mm. a pretty good team, you know, with a lot of experience. I think Jesse Bromwich was just named captain too. So um, he's got some great experience behind him. Yeah, and they've got a couple of, um, like, older players there as well, uh, which I think is very valuable and important in a team to be able to mentor and guide these younger ones coming through as well. So they've got a really, really good fit um, of players, young and older, which which I think will be really valuable on the field. Yeah, definitely. And can you give us some 2023 predictions? Who is your top four? Oh, Okay. Well, probably Panthers. They'll always be there. Yeah. Storm. I'm thinking the Bulldogs might have a chance, and I'll always chuck the Cowboys in there. They're always unpredictable as well. So let, let's go with that four. Yeah, it's a good one. Bulldogs. Hey, they just yeah. um, we just launched with Bulldogs too. They just came on board, which is awesome to see. And they got some deadly DC shirts now out there. As well. Yeah, I actually really really liked um their shirts um probably one it's one of my favorites at the moment the real colorful one yeah so yeah absolutely. an amazing opp- yeah amazing opportunity to be able to launch with you know the bulldogs have got such um history within the nrl game so yeah we're really excited um you know to be able to do some partnerships and activations and footy games with those guys yeah it's awesome to have them on board with us but thank you for joining me today auntie finally what's your deadly choice Obviously, I'll always stick by it is never drink or touch alcohol. Awesome. Nice. Great deadly choice there. Thank you so much for coming on Deadly Choices Radio with me today, and we'll catch you next time. No worries. Thank you so much, Brooke. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Auntie. Thanks, Heaps, Brooke. You need anything else, just let us know. Yeah, all well, good. Thank you. You're welcome. See ya. See ya. Real life perspectives from our mob to our mob. We've had our first big event for the year, the Murray vs. Corey Clash. Take a listen to how the day went. Hey, you mob here with Deadly Choices Ambassador Pedro Sanasiva. Pedro, what's it mean to you to be here today? Yeah, it's a wonderful day of celebration of culture. You know, it's just great to see uh, the Samoan team here as well. Um, our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities here together uh, celebrating through sport. And, uh, you know, we all love our rugby league and uh, no doubt there's going to be some great footy played today. Yeah, definitely. And can you tell us what your role is here today? Yeah, I guess just an ambassador with all the other ambassadors that are here today. Yeah, just floating around and uh, just being part of what's a great day, promoting everything, deadly choices, and uh, and no doubt, you know, watching some great games of rugby league. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. Can you tell us a little bit about the partnership between Deadly Choices and ABF? Oh, it's obviously very important. It started back in the first Murray Carnival back 2000, I think it was 11. 
was our first carnival together, and um, yeah, moving forward, like without without IUE and Deadly Choices, we wouldn't be able to uh, put these events on, you know. So it's it's a great great partnership together that we get to put this on for our mob. So yeah, definitely. And what has your favourite part been about today? Oh, just all the mob getting together and um, the um, the Torres Strait dance before was awesome. You know, the, had like 50 dancers up there doing celebrating their culture, and you know that's what it's about us celebrating our culture through rugby league and trying to close the gap in health and. And just because we didn't hear you before with the crowd cheering, can you tell us a bit about the importance of today to you and your foundation? Well, obviously, like I said, with Dad being a first Indigenous captain of Australia and, um, you know, a model of this game, like he had a great career in the NRL and hopefully we're going to provide a pathway to some of these guys. We'll see some of these guys playing in the All-Stars in the future and, um, you know, and obviously it just gets a, a mob a chance to continue playing at a high level and, so, and they get some good coaching and they get to come together and celebrate their culture as well through rugby league. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for listening to Deadly Choices Radio, where we put the spotlight on Love Month. Don't forget, Deadly Choices is all about eating healthy, exercising, checking in on our mob and leading healthy lifestyles for generations to come. I'm your host, Brooke Carson. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll be back next week where we put the spotlight on tobacco. Deadly Choices Radio. A show encouraging mob to make healthy choices from stop smoking, eating good food, exercising daily and getting a health check for themselves and their family. Featuring Deadly Choices Ambassadors, the Healthy Lifestyle Mob and many more. So tune in to Deadly Choices after 6pm each Wednesday and on demand on AAA Murray Country.